Hi, I'm Peter Geldenhuis, and I'm here to have a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you today, a conversation featuring Peter G, or PG, as we are kind of getting into things. And you'll hear that as we go through the conversation. Of course, one of the key elements to this podcast is to make sure I pronounce the name correctly. Peter's name is difficult to pronounce, so that's one of the reasons why I'm glad he did so off of the top of this episode. Now, uh, Peter was born in picturesque Stellenbosch Winelands close to Cape Town, South Africa, an unfazed adventurer. He is the founder of Shoshin Walks, and we touch on that, and Luxury Safari Southern Africa. He believes in personal transformation through the power of nature, and he's delivered his message on battling imposter syndrome on over four continents as a global speaker and facilitator. He's excited about the launch of his novel, Offsides, which we also get into during this conversation. So let's get to that conversation now. Here we go. Thanks for joining me for a productive conversation with PG, Peter G. You know the drill. Here we go. Peter, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mike. I, I want to talk a bit about uh, when, you, when you sent me the email saying, hey, you know, I, I, I'd love to be on the show or listen to your podcast. And then but the subject line is what got me right away is like, you know, the idea of a, it wasn't the subject line. Sorry, it was the first line. Are you Shoshin is what you said right out of the gate. And my immediate reaction was no, because I don't know what it is. So, <laughs> so if you could, because you are a, a multifaceted individual, but I want to start there. So can you explain what Shoshin is and not only that, but what led you down the, and I'm going to use a pun here, path towards Shoshin? Oh, there's a lot there. Uh, first and foremost, Shoshin is a Japanese word and it denotes quite literally a beginner's mindset. Mm -hmm. So it's a beginner's mindset and the idea is no matter how much experience or how much knowledge you think you have, if you can cultivate a mindset that someone who knows nothing can still teach you something, then you're on the right track. So, so cultivating that beginner's mindset will just uh, stand you in good stead in any situation. And my personal reference to it is back when I was 21, as a first-time waiter, I was treated with a lot of disdain by the senior waiters in the restaurant, which is unnecessary and unkind, right? And I always remember it because the new guy, everybody was the new guy at some point. So if you could be kind, right? And and, and, a, and a pathway to kindness is, well, you know what, let's treat this new person to that's new at this with respect because they might know something that I don't, that I've forgotten. And we can all learn from it. When I, when I, explored this a bit deeper once you once I read the email and said okay I want to I want to talk to Peter um you've got Shoshin walks so you've, yeah. you've you've combined this effort of beginner's mind but also with this idea of going for walks what what is the what was the correlation there that you wanted to to forge because it, it, it to me it was very much like oh so the idea of I mean going for walks I go for meditative walks all the time I love to go and just explore and some of it is 
not even exploring new places. Some of it is exploring new places up here while I go down the same familiar path. So that way my brain kind of opens up to, it's not concerned about necessarily where I'm going. It's just concerned about the going. So can we touch on, yeah. on the idea of this Shoshin walks so that we, you know, the listener is like, okay, so how do these correlate? Like how did, how did Peter say, this is where I want to bring Shoshin. This is an area I want to focus on. Well, Mike, I'm an entrepreneur, right? Among many other things, mm. uh, aspiring writer, um, starving writer, entrepreneur, all of that stuff. And entrepreneurs often start by solving a problem that they have, like like trying to create a thing that doesn't exist, which which they want solved. And what's happened to me is I have walked all over the world, right? I'm an adventurer at heart. And I've walked the Inca Trail, the Camino de Santiago. I've gone up Kilimanjaro. I've, I've walked the, 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 the Himalayas. Every time I go, something shifts. This time and the space of going on this walk shifts for me. And as I, as I got further and further into this journey, I realized you can also shift things through process. Like I would also go, always also go to cultivated courses and, and where there's quite a strict protocol that enables magic of transition. And I was thinking to myself, whatever I combined it to, because the walks are organic, the nature, the walk, the, the effort, and the, and the connectivity of being out there, does the work of, of shifting something. And in the concrete jungle, to a degree, we, we can also cultivate those, those environments mm -hmm. through intentional structural work. But what if we took a little bit of that structure and combined it with the magic that already happens at the walk and see if we can next level that, that um, takeaway? And that's where that came from. You're an explorer. Like you are not just in terms of the physical sense, but like you said, you're an entrepreneur. You've got a lot of irons in the fire. You explored the Enneagram. Just before we started talking, you know, like you're, you're a seven <laughs> and you go to your blog and it's like all the numbers are there. I'm still trying to figure what I am. I, I, I come back and forth on it. Uh, I want to say I want to say I'm a four, but I can't remember offhand. Um, what have you always been? Can I, can I link it? Can I link it in for you, right? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. A go seven, ahead. A, a, a seven. Sorry, and I don't want to interrupt, but a no, seven. No, no. Go ahead. Is a is an enthusiastic visionary. So we're always onto the next thing. Mm -hmm. We are born explorers, born adventurers. But a seven doesn't face pain. A seven reframes, makes lemonade out of those lemons, and moves on. So that part of the beginner's mindset, part of the personal journey that I, fascinates me, is is of of just creating the time and the space. And the, and the environment and the community and just create uh, holding the space for people to go look at it a bit deeper inside, right? Mm -hmm. Have this incredible connectivity externally, but also look a bit deeper inside because there's stuff to be looked at, you know, well, and it's a very personal journey for me. And we need to make time for that too. How do you make time and how do you, when you work with others on this and, and talk to others about how do you can persuade them that they should take time to do these sort of things? Because... Uh, we live in a, in a culture that's generally about when people think about productivity, they think about getting stuff done. And that's not all of it at all. Um, there's so much more. It's, it's a lot more nuanced. So when you are when you're thinking about this, when you're talking with others and speaking, working with others on this, how do you say, OK, well, this word like this stuff's important, like approaching things with a beginner's mind, looking inward and figuring some of this stuff out is important. It's going to lead you to a to a, a better place. How, what are some of the things that you do to try to persuade people or at least show them that, hey, this is worth investing your time and energy in? I rely heavily on cliches, Mike. Cliches will save you. Mm. Gotcha. I'm being facetious, of course. 
Um, well, what do they say? What's the cliche is like, if it's not cliche is if it's, <laughs> it's a cliche because it's true, right? Like, so it's very, there's, there's a lot there. Trust the process. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and in South Africa, one of our beloved um, games here is cricket. Um, um, I mean, I don't know if you folks over there, but you might be slightly familiar from the mothership, but, um, yeah, cricket has got two formats of a bunch of them, but there's like, there's a sort of this cliche in South Africa mm. that it's not a five day game. A five day game is the most boring sort of, uh, format of the sport where only the purists really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So, and then you've got a one day game, which is sort of the more instant gratification format of the sport. So what I would say in our context, it's not a one day game, right? Mm -hmm. Like trust the process. It does take time. Be kind of yourself. All of that, all of those, you know, uh, are, are part of the vernacular around this. But fundamentally, for me, for you, for all of us, we are nowhere close to the finished product now. You are doing all of this work, all of this uh, pr productivity work, all of this mindfulness exploration, and you are a million miles away from where you could go, mm -hmm. as am I, as is anybody. So, so when you start scratching the surface, the onions just starts peeling, man. And it's it's a it's a it can be a, a scary journey, but also a joyous journey. So I all I try to do is cultivate a, a gentle environment to 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 start on that process. Um, and that's that's really where I want to play. People are now have now come on two and three and four walks with me after starting this business a year ago, and because they're really buying into what this does because it's their work. I just create the space, you know? So you've only been doing this for a year. The business has only been around for a little over a year. Yeah. About a year and a half. Wow. Um, it's been a slow, it's been a slow start because, you know, I was about to launch my first trip up Kilimanjaro and then, you know what? Um, nobody went anywhere. Yes. For yes. About yep. That's true. That, I mean, that's fast. I mean, the fact that, I mean, you've had so many people go on these, especially during the times that we've been in, right. As of late, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on uncertainty, speaking of which, like the idea of, because you, you just mentioned like we're, this is a journey and we're on a journey and trusting the process, but there's a lot of uncertainty there. How do you navigate uncertainty? Look, um, I think there's a lot of literature around right now around sort of the 5am club ish idea of a daily ritual, mm -hmm. you know, the, the daily meditative, mindful journaling intention setting ritual. For me, that's been a game changer. Focusing on on daily, daily, uh, daily um, wins, mm. as opposed to letting go. I'm a planner. I'm a, you know, be hag. You know, vision. Let's let's forge forward towards the five year goal. But that's been snuffed away, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, we, those things are no longer. So what I know is what I I know what I want I wanted to look like in ten years time, in thirty years time. And then I kind of skipped the, the one year from now step because we just don't know what that looks like. And I focus right back into granular level on a daily, on a daily, daily wins, really. Every day brings a victory if you let it, you know. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. 
With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. You've got a book that you wrote, too. Not just, You've written other books. You've written Headlines from the Future. You co-wrote that, right? But also a, a novel. And yeah. So you're, again, when I said earlier, like, you've got a lot going on. What was the impetus to, I mean, is this part of that exploration, the impetus to write a novel? Um, was that part of it or was it, is it just something that, did you map, you said you're a planner, did you map that out? Was that part of the plan to do now or was it just something that you always wanted to do? Always. I actually, I was, I was showing a group of people I was speaking to last week, mm-hmm. a comic book that I wrote when I was 10 years old in 1985. Wow. Um, so, so this is literally, uh, uh, where are we? Uh, 36 year um, labor that's mm. come to come for completion. So number one thing on the 41 things to do before I die um, list um, that I've never actually been able to bring over the line. And by by setting intention on a daily basis, I've been able to get this done. What did you do? What was your intention? Because I think a lot of people, I mean, I know I'm a writer and there, there are days where writing is it just flies and just goes and there's other days where you're like nope it's not there how did you how did you uh how did you make sure that you made measured progress on it consistently business lessons huh? yeah. mike it's it's been quite quite incidental i don't know if you're familiar with jim collins's um, um, um stuff you must yep. be good to great um, yep. and 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 he's got the 20 mile march which is the amundsen versus scott march to the south pole mm-hmm. that's one of his parables and it's basically about Amundsen one because every day he went 20 miles. Every day there was a rhythm, rain or shine, good or bad. And so Stephen King, were, were, and then I've been doing a lot of research, I mean, to put time to research this world. But Stephen King specifically would tell you, right. And people would say, right. And the switch for me was write badly. Yeah. I did two things. I changed my mindset around writing badly. Like, yeah, let's just go. Let the characters take off. Don't worry about where we're going. Don't worry about your idea of what this looks like. Write badly. And then I changed my mindset, and that's where the daily stuff, again, helped around the rewrite. Because when I've tried to do this in the past, I got stuck on fixing it. Because mm-hmm. your first draft is terrible. It's always terrible. Your your second draft is, is, is doable, and the third draft starts to look like something you can show people. So write badly. And don't be afraid of the rewrite. And that's the shift that I did this time. So I actually enjoyed the rewrite because I could sit to these characters and make them better and flesh them out and 
yeah. So it was just a, it's a paradigm shift in the way I tackled the project this time. And, and, and this is the, I don't know, the 12th, 12, my 12th um, stab at getting this done in the last 12 years, I suppose. Every few years I've had a go. What, with, with all the stuff you've got going on, um, do you have a, do you have like a set type of day? Like, do you have a day that's fairly like, this is what my day looks like? Or are your days really dynamic? Like, are they, are they, I mean, obviously you love, you, I mean, you're a planner and you love to have like framings to help you make decisions like these anchors. Um, but do you have like, a, a, like, this is what my day looks like pretty much every day or is it, is it pretty dynamic? Listen, my dogs need to be fed at 6am and 6pm. So I kind of anchor around that. Uh, and that's about that's, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, th that means if yep. I want to do my meditation and I want to write for half an hour and um, I want to still get in bed and cuddle with my wife and my my, my boys, mm -hmm. um, I need to almost get up at 4.30 at latest 5 o'clock um, to get my stuff done, then feed the dogs, then make some tea, then get back in bed and cuddle before we start dressing everybody to go to school and all of that stuff. So the early morning start is very much a habit. Mm -hmm. And then in the evenings, um, um, I try to go to bed early. Um, you know, we like to drink a glass of wine, of course, um, in the evenings, but mm -hmm. um, I try to I try to moderate that so you go to bed early and get the early morning done. The early morning is the productive, productive time. I go, I, go, I go outside. You know, last year we worked a lot in the house as mm -hmm. we went into virtual environments. But I go to my office between 8.30 and 12.30 every day. Um, I take the kids to school, I go to the office, and I have four hours of in-office time where I can do what I call functional work. Okay. Um, I, 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 can do, I, I, can, I can do operational work um, um, at home, right, like the, the, that beaded stuff. But when I want to do, you know, sort of advancement work, I need to go to the office. I need to get out of my home environment where I'm just there and I'm, I'm in that zone. So I... I, I choose locations depending on what I'm doing, but yeah. So my habit, my habit, kind of terminates at 1 p.m. every day, um, and then kicks off again at 6 6 p.m. So I suppose my time that I'm not quite sure that I do what I do with it is between one and one and six. And but but nonetheless, you've got framing throughout the course of the day, so your day has a, a certain rhythm to it. You talked about rhythms earlier. The idea of rhythm always, to it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the structures will set you free. And that's see, this is the thing that I find fascinating is that so many people are resistant to structure. They're like, I don't want to, it, it's very strange with their time, with their time. They're resistant to it because they want yeah. they want free time. And I'm like, you need in order for you to have free time, you need to have structure in the first place. And then when you have free time, hopefully that structure helps you decide what to do with that free time, right? Ask them ask them if they like the line in the middle of the road, Mike. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> ask, them, ask them, you know, do you want no line? You mm -hmm. know, like it helps you. You don't have to worry about where, where you to drive. Mm -hmm. It frees you up to do a thousand other things because you know where to drive. I mean, that's what structure is. It's a line in the road that tells you where to go. And the right structure uh, isn't isn't so rigid that it keeps you from doing stuff. It's actually, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've often said frameworks foster freedom. If you have that in place, then it's going to give you the freedom to do the stuff you want to do. What's, what, what are, you've got this novel out. You've, you're doing these walks. You also have other elements. What are some of the other elements of your business that you're working on? You, you've got a lot of other irons in the fire. What are some of the other things you're working on? Well, j j just 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 to clarify, there's another Peter Keldenes that that shows up when you Google me. So he's the futurist with the with, with that stuff. 
So that's 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 his world, right? Mm-hmm. My world is luxury African safaris. Um, with my wife, we run a luxury. So we bring people to to photo safaris in Kenya, Tanzania, mm-hmm. um, South Africa. And that's that's our biggest business. You know, that's 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 the size of a business. Uh, the Shoshin Walks business is a fledgling business mm-hmm. uh, that that was born two years ago out of a Billy Joel inspired strategic day in Philadelphia. That's a story by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, um, the Enneagram, the Enneagram stuff is a personal journey, and the book was a product of time, because all of these business activities were curtailed, and I was given the gift of time. We were all given the gift of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's true. There was this massive gift, and I was not going to waste it. What do you, What do you? That's the one thing I said to myself. Yeah. yeah. And now that now that's done, you realize the value of that gift. What's next? What are you going to work on? Are you going to do another one? Are you going to like, what are some of the other? Oh, I'm going to do a series. Yeah. I'm going to do a series because now I've cracked the code. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's like running a marathon. The first time you do it, you're like, holy, oh, how the hell am I going to do that? But once you've done it, you're like, okay, there's just, there's a technique to this. There's a way to train for it. There's a way to pitch up for it. There's a way to get it done. Right. So, so now I've cracked the code. I'm going to, I'm going to punch out 10 of these guys in the next I mean, uh, yeah, I said 10 in 10 years, but I think I could be more productive than that even because I write easily. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and now that I know I can rewrite with discipline, um, yeah, I'm quite confident that I've, you know, it's the first step, right? It's the first step that's been done. When you are on some of these Shoshim walks, are you, what's going on in your head? Like, is it more about the be, is it about being present in that moment? I just want to shift gears back to that for a second. Is it about being present in that moment, or is it? Is there a lot going on when you're when you're doing these either either on your own or with other people? Like, there's got to be some stuff that's happening that's like you said, fueling some of this other stuff that you've been working on, some of your other business, some of the stuff yeah. with your family. Well, it's both, isn't it, Mike? Mm-hmm. So when I facilitate the walk on day three, usually I ask people to spend the morning in silence. Nobody talk. I'm giving everybody permission to not talk at all and just walk in silence. And dude, it's magic, right? And what do you do with that space? So you can be fully present and just completely soak in where you're at, Mm -hmm. or you can take that space and kind of work it out in your head, whatever you're working out. And there's no right answer here. Um, For me, I'm a fan of this this technique called Wim Hof breathing. It's like uh, shamanic breathing, breath hold. So I will I will find a spot on top of a hill with the ocean and I will do a, a 20 minute breathing exercise either by myself or with those of the group that want to do it. And it is it is apex stuff. It is unbelievable. So I'll I'll take the space for that and I'll take the space to be fully present. But what I wanted to tell you is on the Camino de Santiago, mm-hmm. it's inherent. The Camino is the way. That's literally what it means in Spanish. There was a movie uh, called The Way that Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez were in. Yep, I remember that movie. Well, I, that's, I would love to have a conversation with Emilio Estevez eh? because that movie completely um, reflects what the experience actually is. But the point of that of that movie, Mike, and the point of life is there's a cathedral over there. It's 800 kilometers, 500 miles away. And you got to have this disciplined march towards that cathedral. But you can't be stuck on getting to the cathedral because it's not about the cathedral. Mm-hmm. It's not about that pot of gold. It's about every single day along the way that brings its own magic and its own glorious um, reward. And so what the cliche 
again, let me go back to cliches. Mm -hmm. The cliche about the Camino is it's not about, it's the way. It's not about the the walk. It's not about getting there is great, but that's not what it's about. It's about getting there. Well, and the thing is, is is, is, is to your point about the, you know, the, the, the walk as well as the book is when you finish something, um, and this is, we know this, you finish it, you feel great, but then you eventually that feeling wears off and then you're like, well, now what, now what's next? Right. So yeah. it's, it's, it's the, it's like you said, it's the process, it's the pursuit, it's the, it's the journey. Um, because the, when we were talking about time and I've, I've talked to, uh, I was talking to a friend about this the other day, I said, you know, the, it's about the what we do with it along the way. Because when we're out of time, we're out. Like, that's just it. And we don't necessarily know what that last moment is going to be. So we might as well make the most of every moment that we can along the way. And I think people get stuck with, like, I've got to get as much done as possible. Quantity has got nothing to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 to me, it's about... And again, my book is about this. My, the characters in my book is about is your ladder leading against the right wall, mm-hmm. right? Are you clear on where you're going? And then once you're clear on where you're going, kind of work relentlessly and passionately towards getting there. But you know what? Don't be so so obsessed and preoccupied with, with that that you forget to be here. Right. To take this moment right now, and 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 the Shoshin mindset, the beginner's mindset, is the curious mindset of all of the beautiful gifts that are right in front of you, and you, you just um, open up the channel to receive them, right? Um, and that's the I think that's my obsession is is just opening up the channel of uh, of of both. It's a test of true intelligence, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or true maturity is embracing those two opposite concepts. How can you be crystal clear about where you're going and what you want your life to look like, what you want the end to look like, like envisioning your funeral, like Kavi says, or like envisioning your 80th birthday party, and being crystal clear and then park it. Yep. Park it, forget about it. Don't forget about it. Be crystal clear, but then come back. Come back right to right here, right now, and, and be fully here. And that's what the Camino teaches you, right? Or all these walks... But the Camino specifically is this joyful um, journey of being present. And that's and that's why I love these walks. And that's why I want to offer that gift to people is it's just really allows for you to, to sink back into the here and now. Your mind will go nuts. Your monkey mind will take you all over the place. Yeah. Right? The monkey mind, especially if you're a seven, like, you know, like or, or people like us who've got, you know, like when you do 400 podcasts, dude, um, you've you've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. it's proper, but but yeah, it's that's that's fine. Go on the walk. Have your mind go in a million directions. At some point, it will slow down. At some point, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. You can't fight it because it's organic and it's beautiful. You know, um, one of the things that I've been doing as part of my daily walks is. Uh, ever since I start, I got obsessed with ducks, and I don't remember how at this point. I, I know I journaled it somewhere, but the idea of duck, um, when we hear the word duck, we don't just think of the waterfowl. We think of, like, get out of the way, but the term duck actually meant to plunge or pursue or go after, so it's very much a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's opposing forces to a degree, but I would walk, and where I live is a very, like, it's a walkable city, and I walked to this creek, and 
there yeah. are ducks there. And I can spend um I can spend like hours there. Like I can just be there with them and I don't it's it's interesting because as much as we all have going on there's something about nature and there's something about that wonder if you're open to it. And that's the thing, right? There's so many people that are like, I, if you're open to it, like I will watch um, these ducks. And I actually sometimes I'll bring my camera so I could take pictures like I'll do things to keep engagement happening because sometimes there are the, the other trappings of life that kind of try to pull you out of it. So I'm like, OK, I don't want to fall prey to that. So let me bring a camera and then I can film this so I can still be with them, but also, you know, be I'm doing things a little bit differently. And I swear every time I go see the ducks, yeah, it's like it's it's not like I'm seeing a duck for the first time, but it I'm seeing that moment with those ducks for the first time. And I think once you start to put that kind of stuff together when it allows you to like every moment is a different moment. And if you think about it that way, I think being more present allows you to to experience that fully because if Every moment wasn't its own unique moment. We would all constantly be having deja vu. We would all be, it'd be, it'd be constantly having, like, mm. hasn't this already? It's not. Every day is different. And um, there's this great book by Oliver Berkman that I've been reading uh, called 4,000 Weeks. And by the time this episode comes out, I'll definitely have finished it. But um, the idea of time management for mortals is what he calls it. And he's like, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, it's about, for me, it's about the task at hand. And the time on hand is honestly, it, it, I wouldn't say it's secondary, but it goes along with it. In fact, I think Berkman says in the book, he goes, what if time isn't happening to us? What if we are happening to time? Like, what if yeah. we're the, and you, I, I think the more time you, you think about this stuff, like, and walks, I, I tell you, a lot of this stuff comes to me when I'm on walks, um, the better. And I'm actually the type of person where if I'm on a walk and if I have this profound idea, I'll just stop and I'll write it down for a second because then I can be back in the moment again. Then I can just go, okay, it's there. Yeah. Like you said, park it, and then I can move forward. Did you ever watch that Michael Keaton movie, Duplicity? Yes, I Where did. he well, clones mul himself. Mul multiplicity, yes, yes. It is multiplicity. Yes, Sorry, but you're yes. right. The law, it, it's, it's hilarious because there is this – it teaches you – it should teach you lessons, but most people don't look at it that way. They look at it – but there's a lesson in that yeah. film. Yeah, he clones himself, and it doesn't solve his problem. He's just – you know, uh, and he comes back to he gets he becomes the the good husband and the he gets the stuff done because it's just a matter of intention. Yeah, well, that's and, that's the message of the movie. You know? and, and, well, and the other message is is that the more he cloned himself, the 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 quality of the clones decreased as well, <laughs> right? So there's that too, which yeah. I think is a matter of attention. The more you split your attention, the less you're going to be able it's to give movie. yourself to that. It's it's but most. I love it when I can find a film or a story or whatever, like the movie about time, uh, which is uh, oh, brilliant. Ah, because the movie starts off. And I mean, if you've not watched this movie yet, spoilers, the movie starts off where you're like, oh, this is a romantic comedy. Um, this yeah. is what it is. And they're like, wait a minute. He's a time traveler. Now this is about now. It just it is. It's a movie, I think, that crosses over between several genres throughout the course of the film. I watch it every year and I, I mean, and then the lesson at the end. Rachel McAdams, dude. I can watch anything she's in. Anyway, it's a <laughs> fellow, fellow Canadian. Um, so, so the, you're going to be writing more books. You're going to be, I mean, what are you adding more walks to Shoshin walks? Are you focusing on the ones that you have like different destinations? 
It's been interesting because what I've built, because of it, I had to keep it local because of what's happened right. in terms of access. And I've actually got people that really want my local product, but because I've gotten so busy with the book and with the international walks, all the, all the other stuff that I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm having to choose where to put my energies. And it comes back to focus. Right. It comes back to, to choosing your priorities. So, so my intention is to is to focus on on those top three walks in the next three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two walks in South Africa that I'll keep on offering, mm-hmm. but Kilimanjaro, the Inca Trail, and the Camino mm-hmm. are all walks with the potential to offer transformative um, experiences. Um, and there are others, of course, all over the world that I'm going to explore in time. But for now, I'm going to go back to those walks mm-hmm. and and see if I can offer that experience to others, and then we will build on that over time. And the idea is the idea is to um, to eventually, I suppose, always become the Uber of walks. Like my vision is, eventually, I will I will you know what they do with calm and mind valley and these kind of um, environments, um, bring in people that feel like I do. And have them help me cultivate the experience in a way that I don't even need to be present. You know, I can give you a little bit of a, um, of, a, of, a, of, a of a of a five day process, and you can go off, and you can have my voice in your ear if you wanted to, or read a book or whatever, and 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 go for it. I'm sorry, but my my dog, my dog just just <laughs> ran into the room. <laughs> That's okay, no problem. We're 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 pretty much wrapped up at this point, um, because I want to be respectful of your time and and uh, the listeners' time here as well. But where can people keep up with you and your work, and where can they get the new book? So the book is on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, and I'll send you the link so you can put it in your backlinks. Um, um, it's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. You can buy it on Amazon um, um, print on demand. Um, it's it's also available on my website pgtops.com slash offsides. Yep, offsides. Offsides: yeah. a story of romance, rugby, and chasing your dreams. That is that is correct, sir. Um, it was a lot of fun to write this stuff, um, and I won't give it away. But there's some saucy stuff in that, which was awkward. When my mom was one of the proofreaders, but we won't go into it. <laughs> so you can find me. You can find you can find me on uh, you can find the book on pgtops.com slash offsites. Mm-hmm. The walks are on shoshanwalks.com, which is my 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 business website. PGTops is my personal stuff that I do. Uh, and then I'm LinkedIn under you can find my LinkedIn PG Heldenace. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under that same 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 handle, and I'll supply you with those backlinks as well. Thanks for having a productive conversation with me today. It's been a lot of fun. Now go play with your dog. he's just woken up sorry about that Um, it's all my priorities thank you so much Mike thanks for having me and take care bud Big thanks to Peter for joining me today. Again, a conversation that was months in the making. I'm glad we finally were able to deliver it to you today. And if you enjoyed this conversation and want to hear more of them, then make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can do that in the app you're using right now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening to this podcast, hit the subscribe button. That way you don't miss a single episode of What's to Come and can easily access the archive. Speaking of What's to Come, Jesse Meekum's joining me next week. He is the creator, the founder of You Need a Budget, which is a program that I use and a philosophy that I follow. We get into the philosophy during our conversation, amongst other things. You don't want to miss that episode. So hit the subscribe button. That way you won't. And I also encourage you to support the show, not just by leaving a rating and review of the podcast, but also 
to check out what our sponsors have to offer. You can find all of our sponsors at productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors, including the sponsors mentioned during this conversation. That's it for this time. I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation with Mike Vardy, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.